Clear, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm not not used to doing this stuff, but no, no, me neither. So don't worry about it. Did you want to turn your camera off? I know when we initially talked, you said that you weren't really into that. I, it doesn't doesn't really matter to me. Whatever you want to do. All right. Uh, well, I'm. Uh, let me just double check everything. I am recording now. So, hello. Thank you. Welcome to the podcast. And uh, thanks for reaching out. I definitely appreciate it. I don't know if you happen to take a look at my uh, podcast or anything like that. It's kind of over the top with some of my stories and my shenanigans that I get into. All good. Okay. All right. I wasn't. Uh, <laughs> Since you're the owner of a business and all that, I wasn't sure if you took a peek and I was like, oh, man, like, I, I really hope he's aware of, you know, what I got going on in this podcast and Instagram and Twitter and OnlyFans. I, to, to be honest, I, I just read a bit about it. Oh, by the way, I'm getting some feedback. I hear my voice on your side. Oh, hang on. Let me turn that down a little bit all right you should be good now sounds yeah that all right uh, so so basically i did i haven't listened to your podcast but i did you know read about it so i know you're pretty over yeah i mean i I personally don't think so, but I think um, for a lot of vanilla people, not saying that you are, I'm not saying that because I don't, because I don't know, you know what I mean? But uh, no, yeah, I, uh, I kind of stopped giving a shit a while ago and I'm just like, I got to do what I got to do. I'm, I'm getting, um, I started pretty late in terms of kind of doing what I want to do. 39, well, not. 39 but a few years ago i was like kind of wanting to live my own truth you know mm -hmm. and uh to to start at such a late age i'm like i got a lot of making up to do you know because like if i if i were to transition in my in my 20s early 20s mid 20s even there would have been a lot of a lot of spiciness going on that's usually associated with younger people you know what i mean sure and uh, as I'm getting older, I realize that wanting to experience a lot of that stuff, it's kind of like having like a second sexual adolescence almost. And uh, yeah, that's that, that's probably the biggest reason why everything seems like so over the top or I'm just nonchalant about my sexual activities. Um or, you know, or just me making adult content. But anyways, enough about me. People have heard about me plenty. Eddie, you've seen our site, so you know our stuff's pretty extreme. And oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The so, sexual uh, stuff doesn't bother me at all. Not all right. <laughs> That's good. So since we're talking about that, can you please introduce yourself and then kind of uh, talk about your website a little bit? Okay, well, my name is Michael David, and the website is koalaskin.com, and a big portion of that site has to do with transformation design. We're uh, very much changing the penis into a vagina. 
All right. Now, one of the things that I um, that I noticed is you have a very a very like specific niche, and it seems like you kind of go up to a point and then you kind of stop. So, with your I guess with your website, what got you started at the particular path you're at now with um with all the items that you sell and then all the different things that you create. So, okay, so we've been around for over 35 years. And when we started, we did both men's and women's swimwear designs. We dropped the women right away, really concentrated on the sexy styles, you know, the really minimal stuff. And over the years, lots of our customers said, well, can't you make this a suit? that can make me look more feminine. And that kind of started the, uh, on top of, you know, really liking the way vaginas look. So we were into, you know, experimenting. So how does one start to really go down that avenue? Is it, is it, does it kind of stem from you or people you work with? Or did you just happen to kind of like fall into like a niche clientele? Because it's very specific with the stuff that you sell. Yeah, I would say that I had an interest in it personally. And I like to see how far I can go. And if the customers are there for my ideas, if they're not, okay. I, I, I like, you know, going where I want to go. I like it. So the, all that being said, what made you uh, start the website or maybe you started with a brick and mortar store first? What made you want to go down that route in the first place? Because not a lot of people, especially with like creditors, as you learn, like with like a lot of controversy with like OnlyFans and Pornhub, a lot of like credit card companies and banks just don't even want to deal with it. Uh, you know, obviously, including just like regular business people, they're just like, whoa, sex, like that's just too taboo for us. Yeah. So um, with you, was it more of a curiosity? Was it um, more of a passion? Or did you just see the business opportunity in terms of like, I think I have something to offer here? No, it's, it's really more of a passion because... In reality, I was I was big into real estate, and that's kind of where my living was. But this grew and grew, and it started with me just really enjoying wearing super skimpy swimwear. I, when I was really young, I just I wasn't into wearing shorts and stuff. I wanted to wear as little as possible. Ah, I gotcha. All right. So now with you, as little as possible, did, did that just start off as kind of like, I like being naked, like at a nude beach, or were you were you wanting to add a little bit more kink to it? Well, it's, I'd say it's a combination of both. I, I like somewhere that gives a nude effect, you know, as, as small as you can get and still be legal on our beaches here in Los Angeles. But, uh, you know, there are very few new beaches around here, so San Diego closes. Uh, but 
You know, a lot of our stuff definitely falls into kink. Definitely kink. All right, hang on here. I'm trying to adjust things. All right, I'm I'm here. I'm here. I'm not going anywhere. Um, all right. So one of the one of the things that I noticed is like your website with like a lot of the different content. It's either to like hide the penis or, or turn it into a vagina, as um, we'll see on some of the stuff on your website, or even kind of like putting it on display a little bit. Is that just to kind of meet like all the different groups and kind of make them happy? Did you eventually want to go one way or another with in terms of like just what you're going to do with the the penis as far as like patchy, packaging goes? So that's that's an interesting question because we kind of divide it up into bulge styles and femme styles, mm. you know. And funny, we have customers for both. We also have customers that you know order both. Um, that are into both bold and femme. So, but we also supply a lot of transsexual, a lot of cross dressers, lots of sissies, lots of femboys. So, you know, they don't always meet, but, you know, they all have kink in common, definitely. So, with your clothing and stuff like that, uh, I was looking at it. Let's see, where is it at? The male chastity store. So that particular that particular page in your website had forty eight pages compared to all the others. Is that's where you kind of find your um, your expertise, or is there is there just easier stuff to make or more stuff to purchase to put in the the website? Why is there so much more so many more chastity cages versus uh, versus underwear and whatnot? Well, I think you know we. We have a ton of underwear, but it's, or swimwear. We call it swimwear. Guys, girls wear them as underwear. Um, but there's a lot more different categories for them. They're broken down into a lot of different categories, whereas male chassis is all in one. And it's interesting because when we say male chassis, it really crosses over to a lot of different segments of our customer base from cisgender to gay, transgender. It doesn't matter. A lot of, a lot of people are into chastity and into the feeling. And you could see with a lot of our designs that they totally feminize. Some of them, some of our chastity designs take you into a female. Vision. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, when I started making adult content, I was really surprised at the number of the number of straight men <laughs> that really just like to be straight and vanilla in the real world. They're construction workers or they're MMA fighters or they're firemen or policemen. But like in their free time, they really love to be in chastity, wear like high heels and stockings and just completely like envelop themselves in like either a feminine form or uh, just being overall submissive to somebody. And I still today, I am, I don't want to say I'm like dumbfounded because that's not, that's not the correct word, but I'm still taken back. I'm like, wow, there's like a lot of straight guys that like chicks with dicks and a lot of straight guys that like to wear women's clothing as well as the bondage, um, 
like cock cages and, and cock rings and all that other stuff, sheaths, if you will. Have you have you found yourself to be surprised at all with um, with the type of maybe feedback you get or the the desire that some people want in regards to certain items? But that, that's also interesting. I you know I can see I'm a lot older than you, so I used to be surprised, but it, it's amazing that we have. Um, you know, we have doctors, we have professors, we have lawyers, we have everything imaginable ordering from us. And the reality is that just people in general have a wide variety of interests. And, you know, there really such thing as just a totally straight guy or a totally gay guy or, you know, it's, it's kind of all over the place. There's a lot of very open-minded people. I'm trying to figure out how we can get rid of that feedback. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm trying to as well. Uh, a few days leading up to this, I was trying to sync my very expensive mic and headphones with my computer, but for whatever reason, Zoom didn't want any part of that. So <laughs> I am just using my very low quality uh, computer and microphone and speakers on my very expensive Mac uh, laptop. So why it's so difficult to sync things, I have no idea. The only thing that I can figure out to do is to turn down the volume quite a bit so maybe the sound doesn't come through the speakers, but then I have trouble hearing you here. Got it. All right. I'm oh, wondering if I can do this on You have two um you have two channels open? I don't know. Uh, all right, so you're talking on one. Hang on here. Uh, all right. I am going to remove this one. All right. Uh, don't report. Can you still hear me? Yeah, very well. All right. I all right. Okay. It looks like that's you had... beautiful. That was okay. The problem. You had two channels open. That's why. Okay. All right. So, we did it. Oh, are you still there? <laughs> All right. It looks like you only have one channel open. I think good. we're go. Oh, we're back on it. Did you uh, did you save the rest of it? Yeah, I uh, so I'm new to Zoom and like all the gaming and streaming stuff. So if you're recording, as soon as you end the Zoom meeting, not just stop recording, but as soon as you end it, it automatically saves to a Zoom folder that it are like automatically makes for you. I I was scrubbing through it real quick, and it it sounded better and looked better than it did like with us live somehow. So good. that's good. That's good news. All right. Back to the questions because I'm I'm super curious now. With all the stuff that you sell, how much of it uh, do you make in house, and then how much do you get from like uh, like wholesalers and stuff? Okay, so our all our major products are our own designs, and all the swimwear and everything, everything swimmer related, we design, we create some of it, we make here in Los Angeles. 
but a lot, a lot of it we've moved to Colombia. We have people that work for our company that are Colombian, and we've found really skilled people there because our, uh, unfortunately, our ladies here are getting pretty old, so they're, you know, yeah. and it's hard to find people with the skills to work on such small spandex items. Yeah, I I can uh, I can't even imagine how difficult it is to um deal with the profit margins and stuff like that cuz like I'm I'm all, you know, small over here. Like I I don't have like nothing crazy big going on. So just with me and my own little world, just uh just the margins that I have to operate in is already difficult enough for me, let alone having to pay a bunch of people an hourly or salary uh wage and all that. And then dealing with uh, whoever you buy materials from, I can't even imagine. But yeah, that's that's awesome. It seems like a lot of uh, a lot of websites that I've ever ordered from, and in totality, like it's all just they get all their stuff from like they get all their shoes from like pleaserheels.com or pleasershoes.com, and then everybody else gets like the cock sleeves from uh, what's the famous one? That the first one came out that everybody would jerk off with, but but like that oh, company, right. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, so it's like everybody would get those from there, and then um, it's like oh, it's it's only been in like the I don't know maybe the past like ten years, not even, to where you have like these little niche companies like making their like what is it um, not blue ox, it's called like ox balls or something like that. I know them very well. They're just down the street from us. That's insane. That's a small world. I like it. But yeah, like them. Walking distance. (laughs) Dude, dude, that's awesome. Speaking of that, is is there anything that you want to create in the future besides uh, the swimwear? Well, okay. So when we say swimwear, it's a lot of people wear our products daily as underwear, panties, lingerie. It's just easy for us to call it swimwear because it's spandex. Okay. We don't, we, we don't work in cotton. And, uh, but, you know, so I try to design a lot of the stuff so it could be worn on its own in public on beaches. Now, that doesn't mean that, say, you might be at a beach in North Carolina versus, yeah. you know, it might not go there, but here in L.A., you know, we we work by L.A. standards. Which is a very different part of the world. I just moved to Texas and people are like, all right, well, if you're going to do what you're going to do, you really got to be conscious of what area you're in. Because uh, like south of me, there's a city called White Settlement. And with the few people that I talk to, they're like, yeah, that's pretty much it, it is what it sounds like. So but I, I heard in California, especially with like a lot of the uh, gay pride parades, like it gets insane. And I'm like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm really missing out if all these stories are true. And, you know, occasionally, you know, you see you see some videos that kind of sneak through of like with some of these uh, some of these little seedier corners of the uh, the gay pride parade, if you will, because like sections of the city seem like blocked off or whatever. Let me adjust myself here. And uh, yeah, I I would love to live in a place that has those kind of standards. That's. That's for sure. Now, that being said, would you ever want to create um, stuff a little bit more specifically for like the crossdresser femboy 
Uh, well, I think I think when you look at our transformation designs, they really are. If you, you know, if you're looking directly at, so if you go to transformation designs, there, yeah. it really is. It, it's really transgender, crossdresser, femme, sissy. That's really our niche for that. I mean, you can see a lot of stuff changes changes them into looking like they have vaginas. I mean, it's not, you know, it's just the look we're looking for. Yeah, no, this stuff looks really good, actually. Now, the reason I ask that question is because when I first started expressing my sexuality when I when I had the, enough privacy and when I had a budget, there was a there was a few different things on my list that I think are like a lot of in my particular case, I'm talking kind of from my point of view of things like crossdresser, femboy, trans, stuff like that, that I really kind of had to to buy, to to put on me, to really lock into that, to that mentality. So for me, it started off with like a breast form and then wigs and then high heels and then it was like corsets and like certain tops to like hide parts of the breast form. So you couldn't really distinguish where I started and the breast form began, you know? Sure. Um, now, have you given any consideration to possibly getting into the breast forms in addition to this stuff? Because this stuff is awesome. And I've talked with pl plenty of people that reach out to my podcast. They, they love stuff exactly like this. And we do have, we do have some breast forms. Uh, oh, okay. So we do have some, but stuff like wigs and and uh, female clothing. That, mm. There's too many other people that really know what they're doing with that stuff. That you know, I like to stick with what we know. I mean, okay, we really know. I mean, you know, when you get down and dirty, we know what a pussy's supposed to look like. We know what it's supposed to feel like. And uh, we're pretty good at changing, you know, the male anatomy into female without having to tuck. Ours goes a totally different way than tucking. Yes, yes, it does. I, I will say I did see quite a few uh, G-strings, and uh, I forget which... It was either in the bikini thongs or the the pouch enhancers or whatever to where like the cock is isn't like all right so to be specific like with me it's like my money maker and I really like playing with it so and I don't have any dysphoria with it so I'm all about like kind of like letting it hang out um so it, other people seem to enjoy it as well but like in regards to the underwear I really like uh the the ones to where you create a pouch to where you kind of put it on display a little bit that's Oh yeah, that, yeah. That would be in definitely in uh, like the male display suits. Man, there you go. Nope. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, stuff like this right here is kind of like uh, yeah, like right up my alley. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Yeah, we do a lot of that and. You know, a lot of cock display wear. And, you know, there are a lot. If you ever go on like a site like Chatterbait and you see a lot of the transsexuals, they still have their equipment. 
And uh, there's a lot of people that are really into that and into the Believe look. me, I know. Yeah. I'm one of them. So, yeah. yeah, this stuff is awesome right here. I fucking love it. Good stuff. Now, all right, so I know how far you're not going to go. Is there anything, any products that you feel like you could add something to that you want to create in the future that maybe you haven't yet with like that relates to any of the stuff that you currently sell, like kind of branching out and like the next, the next track over. There's, we get a lot of, a lot of direction from our customers. You know, they're saying, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And sometimes it fits with what we're doing. I mean, we get, I mean, I, I get emails daily. Uh, customer that is really into inverted chastity where the the penis is pushed way into the body. Yeah. You know, wanted a change with that. I mean, and that's really, I don't know if you've ever worn something like that, but when you have something like that on, you really are no longer male and, or female. You're kind of, you know, you're in between. It's almost like it's been removed. So, yeah. and you feel that way because your brain sees it as being gone and you have no feeling there. And so these, these people really know what they're looking for. And sometimes we can accommodate and sometimes they just have great ideas. I mean, our, our feminizer, we have one called a feminizer flying V, which is based off of a, you know, a design that some one of our customers saw that was strictly designed for women. And, you know, it was a, a piece that they wore and it stimulated them. And oh, it was all really cool. But I looked at it and I said, you know, we could probably do something like that, you know, for guys that are transitioning or guys that want to just be femme. You know, sometimes they're, I just wants to be feminine i mean and sometimes they go for long periods of time that way I mean, we get guys asking you know make us a feminizer that locks on that can't be removed unless my mistress or his wife or boyfriend or whoever husband wants it removed i like that yeah that's that's um explaining that to people that I, I'll just say vanilla for our conversation, but like just normal people that like aren't, I don't want to say it like that, but like aren't like gay, bisexual, curious, trans, cross-dresser, whatever, uh, trying to explain those particular feelings that you were talking about when you have uh, uh, your member tucked in. It seems like trying to explain that to the 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 greater public, which is not easy to do. Uh, in itself but um like they just don't get it like they they're like no i'm i'm happy with like you know my parts with them not being stuffed inside my body or not having to wear particular types of uh, clothing and it's really nice to see people and a company such as yours to like express that and like offer that to people because other than like a lot of extreme bondage sites there's really nothing that's like that has this casual type of look to it. Cause like the thing I I automatically felt going onto your website, it's it's not 
it, it's not really in your face. And the feeling I get just browsing through the pages, it's like, oh, you might like this, or you might like this, or you might like this, where it's like, if you go to like a, um, a bondage site or any kind of bondage gear, whether that's um, the ox balls or whatever, they're a little bit more aggressive, maybe with their online marketing. Uh, Cause you know, you see a picture of like balls getting strangled. Well, they're more, they're much more targeted like a company like Oxballs, they're really targeted to the gay, you know, the gay section of that would be into that where we're, you know, it, it's it's crazy because we send our products all over the world. And what's, what is, say, common in Germany is not common here in the U.S. Like men in Germany... There's a lot of men that are that are completely straight that love anal sex, and yeah. they don't. It's not it's not considered a gay sex act. There, you know, a lot of people here are like, "Oh, you like anal stimulation? You must be gay." You know, that's it's a very close-minded way of looking at things. Where in Europe, things are much more open and much more relaxed. They don't classify things as this is gay, this is straight, this is trans, this is, you know, and we kind of go with that kind of vibe. We're really, you know, we're not about what people are. It doesn't matter to us. We're never going to be the Walmart of sex toys where we have a little of something for everyone. That's not, not our stuff. We're, you know, our market's never going to be gigantic, but it's, it's big enough that, you know, there are people interested in our types of products all over. And like we said at the start, a lot of people would be surprised. You know, a lot of people have these feelings and never let themselves experience it. And that's a shame because they're not they're not they're not experience their full sexuality. And, you know. Even a straight guy can be a better man sometimes by being a woman. Yeah. Or getting that feel like he's a woman. You know, I have a lot of cross-dressers that are 50, 60, sometimes 70 years old that reach out. And they're like, you know, when I was growing up, trying to get on hormones and transition and do this stuff just wasn't an option for me and where I lived and my family. And then a lot of them, because they're attracted to women, and this is where it gets really weird, uh, they got a wife, they had kids, they had a family, and these feelings, their entire life never went away. So they spend decades feeling a certain way, just bottling up this emotion and these sexual feelings, and they usually don't get expressed until after either um, they get a divorce or some sort of a separation from their wife or their kids move on to college. And it's only later in their golden years almost that they feel like they can express that. And, uh, you know, I'm just like, I thought I had a late start, you know, like right now I'm like 39 and I'm still kind of, you know, I'm on the hormones now for like eight months and, you know, I, I'm much more comfortable with myself, like talking with other people and, the whole public persona, if you will. But there's just so many people that, as you express, like with Germany, they're like, yeah, I like to take it in the ass. 
but I'm not gay and it doesn't bother me to talk about any of that. Where it's like in America, there's like a very strong divide. And it's like you can only be on one or the other. It's like they treat sex the same way they do politics. Like you can only be left or right, red or blue, you know, Democrat or Republican. And I just I I really don't I really don't get that. And it uh it's really unfortunate because I feel like so many people are missing out on their sexuality and they'll never be able to express that or share that with somebody else maybe their entire life which to me is just really sad you know yeah it's true it's true and it's it, it is a there's a shame but you you know what's surprising is especially on the transformation designs okay so we definitely have our share of guys that are just trying it out and they're like send it to my p.o box send it here they don't want their they're married they don't want their wives to know or they're gay and they don't want their husbands to know that they're kind of interested in it, even though that's less of an issue. It's more a married thing. But we also, surprisingly enough, have a lot of women ordering these things for their boyfriends, their husbands. They're like, let's get them feminized. I'm into it. They're into it. Or they might be into it. And, you know, and they... You know, women are pretty pretty smart when it comes to emotions, way more than most men are. And, you know, they probably have some inkling there's something very femme about the man they're with. Yeah, I had uh, plenty of people in my life kind of, they didn't know before I did, but they knew way before I ever told them. And I'm like, oh, you know. Things are kind of like this in the weekends or, or whatever. And they're like, yeah, no shit. Like you're, you know, like one of the things my friend Jamie actually pointed it out. Um, I used to draw a lot and I used to, when I would draw the, the, the feminine figure, I would draw to be more specific. I would draw everything in like a comic book style. So Westerns, Marvel, DC type of a style. And I liked drawing big tits, tiny waist, fat asses, thick thighs, because that's what I found really attractive. But also, and I didn't, I guess I maybe I wasn't being honest with myself, but that's like also kind of how I wanted to look and not really saying anything to anybody. And I you know, mentioned something to my friend Jamie one day because I felt comfortable with her and we've known each other for a long time and she's very open sexually and very accepting of other people. And she was like, yeah, I kind of had that figured out years ago when you would always draw your females. You would, you were so particular about how they had to look. I knew that it just wasn't a sexual fixation on big tits and fat asses. <laughs> yeah. Cause, yeah. Cause it, cause it was always, they would always look the same. Maybe that's why I was like a poor artist, but like they'd always have like a short haircut. So automatically it's more androgynous right there. Short haircut. Uh, I'm not where I'm. I'm pretty much done wearing the breast form since I'm on hormones. I hate wearing that fucking thing. Uh, I I kind of wear it just for content. But she was always like, "Well, you know," and with the way that you would draw these big tits, and you would wear, and like you would draw like these intricate high heels and everything. She was like, "I I kind of had an, an idea that it was more of a, a for you thing than for your viewer or for your reader because like." These I would draw these like 10 inch high heels, these things that I seen in porn 
that I was just like, oh my God, that's so hot. Why is it? I don't know. And I would draw them like the stitching and like all the eyelets and everything. And it had to be on just the right angle in some of the scenes to where the foreshortening of the front of the shoe and like the back of the high heel, like it just had like this nice silhouette to it. And uh, she she was like, yeah, you know, I kind of had you figured out. So yeah, it's interesting when you say that like some of the some of the girlfriends and wives are very aware. Um, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, there's uh, people at my work that actually found out about me years before I said anything to them, and they're like, no, we've all known <laughs> for a long time. And I'm like, oh my god, oh no. I've, I've done and said so much. And there's a few of my friends that I was, uh, I've known for 20 plus years that listen to my podcast from episode one all the way up to whatever was current when I had this conversation with them. And I talked about just every thought that I ever had, anything sexual that I ever did. And I was like, oh, fuck, dude. And they just, I never said anything to them. And I was like, ah, they'll never find out, right? And you know, even other people that didn't know about my podcast or my adult content, they're like, well, you dress a lot different than everybody else. I don't dress like this when I'm out, really, but I, I dress very colorfully. And I thought I was being sneaky and I was just getting away with like all this, you know, perverted nonsense that I'm doing on the weekends. Fucking nope. That's <laughs> not at all what was going on. I was being tracked every single bit of the way, even sometimes when I would have like a little bit of eyelash glue that I didn't completely remove or like a little bit of eyeshadow in my corner that I didn't wipe off or some makeup that I just didn't see in the mirror. People are like, what is that? Like, ah, I don't know. I was working on the car or something. <laughs> yeah. It's a, I feel embarrassed with like how many people knew and I, th I just was completely oblivious and I don't know. It's, it's a mess. But anyways. Yeah, some, some secrets are harder to keep than others. You know, that's true. And the thing that's even more difficult is while I was trying to keep it a secret, I was posting adult content on Pornhub, XHamster, Twitter, uh, OnlyFans, and um, I even had like a naughty Instagram that kept getting deleted. And I didn't, so I didn't think about it for a while. But if you're, if you have an Instagram or a Facebook, you're probably well aware that it tries to connect your contacts immediately upon creating an account. Right. Well, I just ignored that. And I was like, well, uh, nobody's going to find it, right? And I just didn't think about it. I, I'm fucking dumb. And <laughs> and all these people, all these people knew. And I there was this one time I was dating this girl. This is a this is damn like four years ago now. She came across my Instagram and uh we had just dropped her kids off with her ex because they were they do the exchange on the weekends or whatever. She pulls out her phone and she shows me my Instagram. She's like, So what the hell is this? And I was like, yeah, I was going to tell you. I just wasn't sure when. And it, it gets even, it, huh? No, I mean, this, yeah. you know. Yeah, and it gets even more complicated because 
I like women. I'm attracted to the female form. Uh, but as I've progressed with my sexuality, I've kind of had to add a little bit more to that. And it's just, man, human sexuality is very, is very complex. I'll say that. And I'll agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's the conversation we had with her. She was just, she was just drinking wine, just like, like wide eyed, like just not really sure of like what to make of the conversation. And I kind of felt bad. I should have never got into the relationship in the first place, but you know, it is what it is. Live and so, learn. yeah, with your company, have you ever had a brick and mortar store? Never. Would you? Would you ever consider having one? Never. <laughs> Never. We're really happy just being in a warehouse and shipping products all over the country. We do on occasion. We have someone local that wants to pick up, but we don't. We don't do let anybody shop here. We're not set up for it. We're really set up to get the orders prepped and out. And so customers will call us and say, can you have this, 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 and this ready? I'm going to pick it up this afternoon. No problem. Easy okay. enough. So those customers, they're not a commercial entity. They're just some Jack or Jill wanting to buy your stuff? Yeah, which is most of what we deal with. Okay. But we, for the most part, we deal with the end user. I mean, we do have some large, you know, customers throughout the world that buy from us, uh, you know, to put in their stores. But we don't promote that because, you know, for a lot of years, we were really limited on our production capacity. It's better now, but it's still we're almost always in a situation where we're trying to keep up rather than get ahead. I mean, we we're always making new product and we try to make sure, I mean, if, if you go through our website now, there's probably 1200 different products. Mm, and there's probably, a lot, you know, 1195 at 995 or whatever, uh, you know, 1100, almost every single product well, maybe two or three are not in stock. Okay. You know, at any given time, which is almost nothing. What's now speaking of stock, is there anything that people buy that surprises you more than anything else? You're like, wow, this really sells, and I didn't expect this to sell that well. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, the inverted chastity was something that actually a you know a, a trans person asked me for originally, and I just I'm like, wow, would anybody really ever use something like that? They are by far our best sellers. No so, shit. Yeah. And that's kind of my thing. And then I, you know, I tried wearing one and I'm like, wow, that does feel interesting. And, and, you know, I, we sell a ton of inverted chassis. The feminizers, the flying V is one of those products like we took a flying leap on them because we, with anything we sell, we're not doing any market surveys or anything i'm i'm creating things that i like and if they sell that's fantastic and if they don't sell oh well you know but mo it seems like most of what we make sells very very well we bring in some items that surprise me i mean we 
you know, we have some anal stretchers and we have the, the thing that surprised me the most are these, these rosebud pumps, which are really off the wall. Yeah, and, that's, uh, I experienced that side of X hamster and I was like, holy shit. They, some of these, some of these gay guys ain't fucking around. Oh, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I, you know, I've been to enough trade shows over the years and enough festivals and gay prides and crazy erotic, you know, just insane stuff. I've seen some stuff that I don't understand, but that's few and far between. So most of the things that people have no idea of even exists is semi-normal for me. I mean, yeah. there's very few things that I'm kind of like, okay, that's, that's, that's out of my spectrum of, of comfort, out of my comfort zone. Yeah. I, it's, it's weird because looking into that rosebud stuff, cause it, it kind of like, if you're, if you're doing like the porn rabbit hole and you just go further and further, the rosebud stuff starts to turn into fisting stuff. And then what you find is people dislodging like that part of the, the asshole basically. And then they're fucking somebody's rosebud or they're deep throating it in some cases. And then they're doing toys back and forth between other people. And then using that as a cock sleeve. And I'm just like, you're taking your body to the limit. Yeah, th th I mean, there's people that are into things that you and I might not be into at all. But, hey, live and let live. They're into it. That's fine. They're not hurting anybody. Sometimes they, they create a little pain for themselves. But, but yeah, like that Mr. Hands, I think he, uh, he met his demise with his uh, kinks. Have you ever heard of Mr. Hands? I have not. All right, so you you, I, you can look this up later if you want to, but um, Mr. Hands was uh, apparently a guy uh, who got into like extreme like anal stuff, and like the earlier videos, he would stick like stuff up his ass. I, I don't remember what websites this this started on, but it eventually just got on all the different porn sites and everything. And one of the first things that caught a lot of people's attention is he stuck like a glass bottle up his ass and then his ass collapsed it and then he just started bleeding profusely and started pulling out the glass shards and and then he started putting other things up there that were just like really big in size but one of the things that did him in was uh apparently this killed him was mr hands the the video starts they're filming the doors of a barn he bends over a box, a horse mounts him and a horse all the way through. And you hear this scream. And uh, apparently that was uh, that was the that was the end of Mr. Hand. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, I was like, you can, you don't you don't go any further than that. That's like jumping out of and a plane. Parachute. Yeah, that's a, that's a little self-destructive, I'd say. A, <laughs> a little bit. A but uh, <laughs> no. Yeah. That's banana. So, uh, what's the Zoom says? I have seven minutes left until they're going to cut me off. So, we can keep talking for a little bit more. I just wanted to throw that out there. So, if it if it cuts off, it's nothing you did. 
And again, I'm I'm brand new to the Zoom thing because okay, other than good. a few interviews that I had to do, I really don't really use it that often. So if there's been any issues with anything, I definitely apologize. But we're we're doing better than we were in the first portion. So heck yeah, Would, um Has there been any countries that you've made deliveries to that you were like surprised by? Oh like, yeah, say, like say in the Middle East or anything like that. Yes. Is there any- yeah, no in the shit. middle, you know, we've sent stuff to Saudi Arabia. We sent stuff to places that, you know, the people order we send, but, uh, you know, they have to be careful or they have to be high in government where there's no issues for them. Um, but, you know, it, it's funny that the places that you think would be the places most open to these things actually are, you know, the UK, France, Germany, Denmark, Sweden. These are all places that are very open sexually. And so, of course, our stuff fits there very well. The United States, Canada, um, other places, not so much, you know, a little bit to, to Central and South America, a little to Mexico, a lot to Asia. A lot. We send a lot of stuff out to Hong Kong, Taiwan, uh, Japan. Singapore, Singapore is a big market. And really, it's funny. I mean, you know, we're we're really when it comes down to it, we're really all very much the same sexually. Some people are absolute freaks, you and me. And other people, like you said, are kind of more on the vanilla side or they're maybe they're not, you know, maybe they're just holding themselves back. Their brains want to go there, but they just don't let themselves because of religion or because of family or how they were raised, you know, in just such a constricted uh, way of being. You know, it's a it's a shame not to be able to express yourself. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting you say the Middle East because on Instagram, because apparently in the Middle East, they have certain filters that they just can't get to certain sites. But on Instagram, it seems like most of the world is just like, eh, do what you want on Instagram. And a lot of the private messages I would get before I tinkered with the settings, so not anybody could just send me a message. It was all Middle Eastern guys. All and like it's it's clear with what's going on here. I'm not fooling anybody. You know what I mean? And uh, they would send me messages and pictures. And and I'm like, you do, like, they're able to speak English good enough to where I'm like, you do understand that I don't, you know, I got a dick, right? And they're like, yes, I don't care or whatever, you know, however. <laughs> and uh, And I'm just like, shit, man. Like, you know, over there, it's just like you, you're, if you're a woman, you can't like read or learn and you got to walk around with a man in public and you can't talk to a man that you're not married to or have you're a family. Like a real, you're not like a real human being there if you're a female. Yeah. And then you, you hear stuff like with what happens with gay people, but it's like secretly there's a large portion of the human population that just likes to fucking come different from other people. And it just so happens that because, like you said, religion and stuff, they spend their entire life, you know, acting in a particular way and probably taking it out on people that they would like to have a beer with or not if they're Muslim, but maybe some hookah time with. 
and they just I know plenty of I know plenty of Muslims that drink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, Here they, in Los uh, Angeles, it's it's you know I would say though we have you know many many Muslim people, uh, most of them have assimilated and and they're you know. Yeah. For the most part, just like you and I, they'll go out and have a beer. They'll have the best whiskeys, cigars. They're not like people on the other side of the world that live in such a tight, restricted society. Let them, yeah. you know, you you introduce people into an open society, they tend to become open. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely nice. I'll say that. With your website, ever since you started it. What has been the the number one like most surprising thing, whether it has to do with sexuality, the cost of certain things, any any politics revolving like with like how you sell stuff? Has there been anything that's just been like overly shocking to you that you're just like, what the hell is this? No, well, I'd say you know my biggest surprise came you know came years ago when we when we found that so many. So many guys wanted to be feminized. I think that was a real change because a lot of our customers were like, what are you doing? You know, we're into showing the bulge. We're into showing wearing cop displays. And we're like, don't worry about it. We're still there for you. But we have a lot of other guys that um, that are really into being feminized. And, and, and another thing is a, a shocker for me early on was that Guys did not want to see female models with our guys for the most mm. part. They wanted them out. That was the number one complaint I had. They're like, you know, if you're going to be a gay company and we're like, we're not a gay company. We're an everything company. You know, we we're to we're going to people that are just that are into what they're into. If you're gay, that's fine. If you're straight, that's fine. If you're trans, that's fine. But they're like, just get rid of the girls, get rid of the female. <laughs> We're like, okay, we'll get rid of the female models. We I got you. All right. Less than a minute left. I think we're at like roughly 30 seconds or something. So it's about to cut us off. Um, I am going to share your website on my podcast and talk about it. And uh, is there any, any links? Um, are you on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, any of that? I am on Instagram. All right, folks. So that was the podcast with Michael David from koalaswim.com. Had a really, really good time. Awesome conversation. And uh, despite the technical difficulties, I thought it went really well. I am going to uh, have all the links in the show notes of the podcast. So if you're um, listening to this, or, or watching this, look in the show notes wherever you get your podcast or on the uh, underneath the video for, for the YouTube. And I will have all the links there, all my stuff as usual. And I will have his, uh, his links, his Instagram, and his website available. And uh, it's, it, was, it was really fun. I enjoyed it. had a great time. Take a look at the website. See if there's anything that you like. Take a good look because uh, for most of you listening, the, a lot of the swimwear there, whether you want to 
accentuate your cock or hide your pixie stick. There's something there for everybody. I seen several things that I liked and I, uh, I think I'm going to buy a few things once I finally get employed. If this goddamn, uh, sec or not security background search ever finishes for Kroger, that's where it looks like I'm going to be working. So I'm really excited about that as well. It's taking long, but, uh, you know, you got to do what you got to do. But I don't have a record, so I don't know why it's taking so long. Anyways, folks, I'm starting to uh, ramble on. I know I said I was going to uh, do the listener emails on the next podcast episode. But because this one was so heavy, uh, not in terms of like the the topics or whatever, but it was just me and somebody else talking, I wanted the whole thing just to start with that. I'm going to be doing another podcast probably in, in, the, in the next day or so. So I'm going to do all the listener emails and stories and whatnot there. So I, don't worry. I didn't forget about you. I've been saving up a bunch of shit for a while now. So anyways, folks, thank you for swinging on by to the Synthetic Podcast. As always, I definitely appreciate it. If you want to reach out to me, originalsyn1369 at gmail.com. Again, originalsyn1369 at gmail.com. I am headed to McDonald's to get me a fucking hamburger and a small fry. I will talk to you later, folks. Bye.